Welcome to The Light of the World with Jerry G. Martin. As we celebrate Mother's and Mother's Day, I am bringing you a series of messages that would encourage our mothers and build our mothers up. And also, for those of us who have mothers still with us, it is an opportunity for us to honor them and show them the love that they so deserve. We're going to share with you about Mother, the woman of virtue, and how to honor your mother. And then I will share 10 things my mother taught me. If you are a mother, there's a special prayer for you at the end of each message. Come and go with me as we celebrate mothers and we walk in the light of God's word. Anyone who attacks his father or his mother must be put to death. He didn't say put him in the corner for time out. He has a permanent time out. He said put him out. 2117, anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. Now, ask the question, why does God is so strong? He is talking about the fabric of society. That when you lose that fabric of society, the society won't be long before it just disintegrates. If there's no respect for anybody or anything. Because if you don't respect your parents, you're not going to respect the law. You're not going to respect the system. You'll walk into a crowded movie theater with a gun and start shooting people at random. You'll build bombs in your room and go try to blow up a school. Now, how how are you going to build a bomb in your room in your mama's house and have all these guns and things in your parents' house and they, they don't know nothing about it? So mother in the house, the kids don't have no room. You're just loaning it to them. They ain't got no stuff. You go in and look in every drawer. Get out of my drawer. It ain't your drawer. You didn't buy the drawer, and you didn't buy the drawers in the drawer. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Your drawer. You get your house, you can have your drawer. But what is this? You look at everything. You in charge. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel. God says, Speak to the entire assembly, everybody, and say to them, Be holy because the Lord your God, I am holy. Now look what he says immediately after that. And each of you must respect his mother and father. And must observe my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. God comes down and says, I'm holy. Now, take care of your parents. Respect them. He was serious. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who does not obey his father and mother and will not listen to them when they discipline him, his father and mother shall take hold of him And bring him to the elders at the gates of his town. They shall say to the elders, this son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey us. He's a profligate and a drunkard. Then all the men of the town shall stone him to death. 
You must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. Now, I'm not encouraging y'all to go down there and start killing your kids. Now, I just want to be, the pastor said kill them. No, I'm just telling you, what, I'm just telling you what they said. Don't kill them, but don't let them know you ain't finna kill them. How many of you thought you saw your life pass before you when you was getting a beat down? Either to physically or verbally abuse a parent was a capital offense in Israel. In the United States, at least 8 million assaults are made each year by children on their parents. In recent years, a number of children have been convicted of murdering or hiring the killing of their parents, usually for no greater reason than a resentment of parental control or discipline. When you haven't disciplined a child until he get 15 and you start, you got issues. And if you haven't done anything when he get 15, just let him roll on out. Don't even worry about it. See, if you discipline him properly when he's two, three, four, I mean two years old, because they know how to control you at that age. They learn real early. They learn in the infancy stage because every time they cried, you came running. They said, oh, okay. That's how that works. So I had to learn quickly else I wasn't going to get no sleep. I let Jasmine, I said, you're going to have to cry tonight because I ain't coming. <laughs> and I had to hold her mama and not let her come. <laughs> oh, I can't let the baby cry. Well, if she ain't got sense enough to know that... Uh, Ain't nobody coming, and we got a bigger issue than that. <laughs> and it only lasted for a couple of nights. After that, she was saying, okay, they ain't coming. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> but they'll have you coming for a year and, and picking them up, holding them, shaking them. No, you go on to sleep. You ain't sick. <laughs> now, we didn't have that problem with Jessica as long as she had two bottles in there. She drank one and threw it out and get the other one, so we didn't have no problem. I yeah, was waking up giving her another bottle. I said, I'll fix this. I'm going to line them up in the thing. <laughs> We're not getting up all night. Where there is no discipline of children, those same children will soon mock their parents, their teachers. You know, we, we just have to pray for our teachers today. You can't discipline the kids at school like they used to. You know, I wish I went to a school that they didn't have to discipline, but maybe it was abuse. They'd go to jail for doing stuff that they did to us when we was in school. I'm serious. They'd be arrested. They'd had a board, and they'd whoop you just for not knowing your homework. And then dare you to call your parents because the parents are coming out there and join them. Your parents would say, don't, don't have me coming down there. Don't call me to come down there. They whoop you in front of your classmates. They can't do that no more. Parents, listen, don't whip your children and scar them all up and send them to school. Wait till they heal up. <laughs> then send them. Amen? Don't, don't, don't have them all bruised up and everything and send them to school. Keep them at home. Tell the teacher y'all went somewhere, y'all. Honor of your mother encompasses, listen to this, providing for them 
when they can no longer provide for themselves. If your mother is still alive, one of the things that you ought to do, and, and we all need to do this, we need to let them know that they shouldn't have to worry about what's going to happen to them when they can't take care of themselves anymore. You ought to just make it a point. Mother, whatever it takes, we're going to be sure. We're not going to put you out there with a bunch of strangers because we don't have time for that. Okay, wait a minute. I see some people looking at me. Guess what? You're going to get old. And we reap what we sow. When a mother has a child, there is nothing that's more important to them than the care of that child. When you have a parent, there's nothing more important at that age of their life than the care of that parent. So whatever you got to do, well, I don't know if I want to move in with me. They just get on my nerve. Well, guess how much nerve you got on? <laughs> they had to deal with. It's just reciprocal. That's life. We have to take care of one another. This is family. You're going to farm them out to a bunch of strangers who will push them and beat them and mistreat them. And then you go over there and then you want to fuss at the people. I want to talk to somebody over here. Well, how come you ain't doing it? Because it's getting on your nerve. It gets in your way. It mess up whatever you're trying to do. A mother spends 20 or more years taking care of children. The children are to spend whatever time and money necessary to care and provide for their parents if the parents are no longer able to do so themselves. They don't get in the way. They don't get in the way. So mothers, in order to be obeyed and honored by children, we have to train them to honor and to obey. Proverbs 1.8 said, Listen, my son, to your father's instructions, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. When we go to the book of Exodus chapter 20, where we see the Ten Commandments, right in the middle before you get to number six, is honor your mother and your father. Right before thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not... God decided, I want to put this up with the big ten. Honoring your mother and your father. And we want to do that because our parents can start to feel like, how am I going to make it? Those of us who are looking out for our, ourselves, and it's not wrong, but this is the nature of our culture. We don't want to have a lot of children, but, you know, the Bible says children are a heritage of the Lord. And the reason you want to have more than one is so if that one don't do what he's supposed to do, you got five or six others. Somebody will take care of you. Be fruitful and do what? Multiply. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all don't want to multiply. Just want one. Ooh, I ain't got time. Ooh, that's one. I know how it is. I know how it is. When, when Jasmine was born, I was in the labor room. I mean, it was work. Afterwards, I said, I don't know, baby, if I can do this again. We all not have anymore. I was so wore out when we had that baby. I went home and laid down. Amen. <laughs> but I understand. We need to have a lot so that uh, they can take care of us when we get old. The command to honor your father and your mother is twofold. Uh, look at what he said that it may be well with you. And that relates to the quality of your life. God had a cycle of planning. If you go back and you look at it, here was the cycle. The parents take care of the kids, and the kids take care of the parents. And in that culture, the parents and the kids, they all live together. 
so that when the, the man and the woman were, had their own vocation or they were working, the grandparents to help raise the kids and took care of them and all of that. And then you didn't have to farm them out to strangers at the daycare in their formative years. So the whole family unit was working together to keep this. And so when the parents got old, the kids and the, and the grandkids were there to care after the parents. They were all together. And that was the system that was working. And he said, it would be well with you and the quality of your life would be well. And then secondly, he said, so that you may live long, yet your life may be long on the earth. That's the quantity of your life. So not only the quality of your life, but the quantity of your life. What's the best way to honor your parents, your mother? If you're still in the home, be obedient and abide by the guidelines set forth by your mother and father if he's still in the home as well. So be obedient and abide. Let her know that you appreciate her role as your mother. I appreciate your role. So if you're sitting by your mother right now, just turn to her and say, I appreciate you. Obey God. Never strike your mother or curse your mother. Never strike. Don't even think about it. Again, I said, I don't know what my mother did, but we ain't nobody never even thought about that. I don't know what school she went to, but she learned how to whoop really good. Now, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she had experience or she went to school for that or what. <laughs> but she could bring it. And she was one of those mothers make you go out and get your own weapon of choice. <laughs> go out and bring me a switch. And so here's a little kid out there trying to pick one that's going to work for him. <laughs> now nah, that's too big there. So if it wasn't good enough she wear it out on you and make you go get another one. So you had to pick one that you wasn't going to have to come back. You know, you're trying to find a medium one. But she could use that switch. And when we got older, she didn't wrestle with us. She'd come while you were sleeping and just start wearing you out. You laying in the bed. You won't know what you're thinking. Am I dreaming? Or is there something going on that I don't want to even know what's happening? So that's what you do to your kids. If you just think they're going to give you a hard time, get up about 2 o'clock in the morning, go in the room, and just pull the cover back and get you about five or six real good ones in before they even come or two. You know? They're going to say, my parents are out of control. I ain't doing nothing else no more. When you discipline that little child, when you ask him to do something, when he's that age and you raise his hand up like that, that should be the last time that he does that and he will learn then that don't work in the house. And he's even talking to him about, he need to figure out what happened. You don't have to tell him, uh, don't do that. He had to figure out, I must have done something <laughs> that went bad wrong. <laughs> don't have to tell him, now listen, you never do that. Don't do that to me. That's wrong. No, no, no. I'm just telling you. Because that's just the beginning. I think I told y'all, my, my, I don't know how old I was. I still remember this. My father picked me up, put me over the toilet, and told me he was going to flush me down the toilet. And he flushed it. I saw that water. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm gone. And he didn't have no problem out of me. I ain't got nothing else to say. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm good. He can say anything you want to say about me. Do whatever you want to do. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. How much longer do I have here? 
Okay, I'm not complaining. No, sir, I didn't say that. I wasn't complaining. I'm not complaining. We couldn't even look funny at him. I know you didn't roll your eyes at me. We couldn't do that. So we had to learn how to keep a straight face real early. Amen. Can't roll no eyes. Can't do no back talking. Did you? Did I hear something? No, ma'am. I was just coughing. <laughs> and parents were together. You know, mom was taking care of dad's back. Did you? You ain't roll your eyes at your daddy. I know. No, no, ma'am. We're no back talking over here. We don't do that in this house. All that before you get to be five. And you don't have all that trouble when you're teenagers going off on you and you can't talk to them. Now you're scared of your own children. I'm scared. I don't know what he's going to do. You tell them, don't you go out of this house. You can't stop me. I'm sorry. When they got the fear into them one time, little, you ain't got to worry about it. They still remember. I didn't have to give my children those whipping when they were teenagers. We just talk. They remember. (laughs) My son said, "Uh, you don't want to mess with my dad. I remember one time he had a note from the school about his conduct. And I just talked to him. I said, son, listen, would you like to handle this or would you like me to handle it? He says, I'll handle it, dad. (laughs) I said, thank you. And that was all we had to say. (laughs) He didn't want me to come up there. I'm like a bull in a china closet at the school. I'm embarrassing. (laughs) So he knows what to do, but you got to do it early. Don't strike your parents, trying to hit them, push them, take stuff from them, all that kind of stuff like that. If you're grown and gone, you still have parents reverence and respect your mother. Again, make preparations to take care of your mother in the event she's unable to take care of of her for yourself. Don't Don't be selfish with your big house. You got four bedrooms, ain't but two people in there, and you don't want her to come live in your big house because she talk too much and get in your way. I tell y'all, y'all need to be praying and stuff like that. <laughs> Let your mother know how she's influenced your life. Tell her how she's influenced you. If you are a husband and you're a parent, honor and respect your wife and the mother of your children. Never attack the mother of your children, either physically or verbally. Don't attack them. And help your children understand the principle of honoring their mother. You need to understand that principle. We're all in this together. God has blessed us with mothers. God has blessed us with families. We're the only family that we've got. And we need to be sure that that's on our radar and that we don't push that to the side. God wanted to remind us about our parents, that he made it so clear in the scriptures, honor them, your mothers and your fathers. We are mothers and fathers. We have mothers and fathers. Our children, if they live long enough, are likely to be mothers and fathers. It goes on and on and on. And God wants us to honor and to respect and to build up our families. You may be visiting with your family today, or maybe your mother is uh, out of town Give them a call and just say, I thank God for you and I pray God's blessings on your life. If you're a mother today, I want to pray and ask God's blessings over you. From the newest mother to the one who's been mothering the longest, it is God's grace and favor that we pray for 
you. Some of you have uh, had some difficult times. You may have been a single mother. You may have thought you haven't been the kind of mother that you ought to have been. But today is a new day. You're still a mother. You may have done all you could do the best you knew how. And maybe the children may not have turned out like you wanted them to turn out. You're still the mother. It doesn't mean that we're going to have the proper training ourselves that we ought to have. They don't give us a, a license to become a parent. We just become parents. Some were mothers out of wedlock, but you're still a mother. You still are to be honored. And we ask God to just bless you today, to give you his grace and his glory, to help you to be the influence that God wants you to be. Some of you are mothers of children that are not your own. You're the mother figure in their lives. It's still an opportunity to speak a blessing and to be a blessing to those. Father, we thank you today for each of these mothers that are in this place. You told us in your word to honor our mothers and our fathers, and we honor them today because they are those who you have used to produce children, God, that, of whom you love, and we thank you for that right now. These mothers have suffered hurt and pain, challenges in their lives. They've had joy of children, and some have had sorrow. Some have had to bury their own children. But we thank you for them right now. We ask that you would go before them today and forevermore, helping them right now to uh, make decisions, the younger mothers to make decisions, help them to, to be the kind of mothers for their children that will cause their children to be successful and to grow and to to be productive citizens in our culture and in our community. Help us to instill the love of Christ in each of our children right now. We thank you for these mothers. They are the planters and they are the nurturers. They are the one that rocks the cradle. They are the one that speak into the lives of the children. We ask you to help them right now. We ask you to, to help us to honor them and to esteem them and to bless them and to help them right now. Help us in our church to be a blessing to these mothers. We thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray divine health on those, some that are suffering in their bodies, their sickness. Some may have uh, disease in their body. We ask you to bring healing. Some, Father, that may be fearful of their future as they're getting old. We ask you to bring the support to them that they need, God. That Put them in a place where the season of their lives will be a blessing to them, Father, in this later stage of their life. We ask you right now. We thank you for them right now in the name of Jesus. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I am so thankful that God has allowed my mother to be here with me as we celebrate this Mother's Day. Perhaps your mother is no longer with you. God is still with you. And we pray that as you remember her, some of you may still be grieving and you miss your mother so dearly. I ask God's blessings and grace and favor over you during this season. There are others of you whose mothers are still with you. This is a great opportunity to give her a call or to visit her and let her know how much you love her and how much you appreciate her. If you would like to hear today's message again or in its entirety, you can hear it on our podcast, The Light of the World 
Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can subscribe to the podcast where you'll get a note every time a new one is posted. And you can also share that with family and friends. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. I invite you to come and join us in our services at The Light of the World. Pastor Jackie is ministering and preaching a dynamic series. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. Again, that's 16161 Old Humble Road. Join us online at lowcf.org. Our Sunday morning services are at 10. If you're searching for God or searching for a place to believe and belong, call us at our prayer line number, 281-964-1393. 281-964-1393. For the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.